The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Crest Core Real Estate Hour. I am your host, Dean Harris. I'm with Crest Cool Realty over on Summer Avenue here in Memphis. Uh, you can reach me at dean at crestcore.com. That's D-E-A-N at crestcore.com. Uh, as always, I'm here with Dan Butler. Dan, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. You want to give your email out? Yeah, dan at 6amcc.com. All right. Well, you can reach us, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in here on Facebook Live. Um, you can watch the show here live with us, and I always I post the show on the uh, Facebook page right after we're done. Also on our YouTube channel, uh, you can go to the Crest Cool Real Estate Hour on Facebook or YouTube, and you can catch uh, not only this show, but I don't know, there's 50 or 60 shows there um, that we've done in the past that are on there, so feel free to check those out at your own uh, leisure and time. Crest Cool Real Estate Hour concentrates on investing in Memphis and West Tennessee real estate. Uh, we'll focus on all those related topics, and we'll also discuss local and national investment trends, as well as give you an inside look at what it takes to become a bigger and better investor here in Memphis and in West Tennessee. Uh, remind you guys every single show that I am an investor, so if you have that old home you need to sell quickly, uh, or you know somebody that has one they need to sell quickly, I don't care what kind of shape it's in, condition, where it's at, doesn't matter to me, we'll get you a cash offer on that home today. Um, I'll have some investments of the week for you here at the bottom of the hour. I've got three really good properties that I'm excited to bring to you. Um, you can always go to our uh, brokerage website, which is www.crestcorerealty.com. That's crestcorerealty.com. You can check out all of uh, my active listings, and you can check out the investments of the week on there as well. Uh, last week on the show, Dan and I talked about how to improve cash flow in your rental properties. Uh, extremely good response from that. We had uh, lots of good emails that came in from this week asking a bunch of questions on um, you know, uh, to reiterate really what we were talking about and kind of go over it. So I was excited to bring that uh, show to you guys last week. And that is on YouTube and the Facebook page that you can go back and, and re-listen and check it out at your own at your own leisure. But let's dive right into it, Dan. Um, we're going to talk about today why people sell. Mm-hmm. You know, there's we're going to go through here. We've got a litany of reasons of why yeah, people might ton. do that. So um, why do you sell a rental property <clears throat> in this market right now without diving into our notes what's your just kind of a broad stroke of why you might sell a rental property today well i think a couple things one is you know it starts with the limited belief that people don't aren't selling the market's too tight they can't find any deals Mm -hmm. you know what what was me i mean how, how much are you hearing that right now with just uh you know out in the market woe is me yeah if they bought if they bought incorrectly, I'm hearing a lot of it. Mm. So it just depends on um, what they bought and where. But it's it's a combination of things too. It's it's mismanagement. It's uh, and I don't mean mismanagement on our end, of course. I mean mm-hmm. mismanagement as the you know client not paying enough attention or not doing what they're supposed to be doing with the property. So I get it. You know, I get a whole lot of woe is me. Woe's I'm dealing me, with not the woe is me, me finding right the deals. Not what was yeah. me finding the deals. It's what was me. I made some mistakes along the yeah. way, and what am I doing to correct it? And some people just throw their hands up and sell it. Um, other people try to adjust, um, make some corrections, and keep moving. Yeah. So it just depends on the person, their background, how you know 
um, fluid they are. You know, it just depends on a lot of those different things. But yeah, I mean, but to answer your question, I guess to me, it goes back to I've been doing this since two thousand one. Yep. Kind of had exposure through it through high school and college through a mentor we've talked about it here on the station, but. Mm-hmm. I've just learned that somebody's always buying yeah. and somebody's always selling. Yep. Now, the sellers look different and the buyers look different depending on market conditions, where you're at, you know, what's going on in the local economy, national economy. So there's a lot of factors that go into yep. um, do this. But, I mean, I think what we're going to show you today is just life happens. And so whether it be the asset or the person, there's always something going on that somebody wants it you know, and somebody yeah. wants to, uh, I mean, just like my apartment in Midtown, we've talked about that. Yeah. You know, you and Randall text me 10 <laughs> times a day, sell, sell, sell. I wasn't planning on selling it. Yeah. But it, it might make more sense. I learned at Charles Coke, you know, with Coke Industries, uh, with Georgia Pacific. That's where I kind of cut my teeth in manufacturing for, for years before I'd made the jump. And, you know, it's time to sell when the value is worth some, something to, more to somebody else than yourself. Yep. That's the key point. And that's where I've kind of realized with this apartment, like maybe it is time. I've owned it for 17 years and, you know, it turned a good profit, turned a good profit. It's, it's paid for, but it's worth something more to somebody else than it is to me at this point. Did we just commit to selling on the air here? No, 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 no. Mark that down. Just, just, just in theory, (laughs) you know, as my wife would tell you, I don't make any big decisions very quickly. Right. So that's good. Just give me a couple months. I'll, I'll, just give you to Christmas but time. Did, you figured I, out. I did talk to a 1031 exchange person today. Learned a lot more than I did. You know, right. I'm more knowledgeable about 1031s at 11:10 than I was at uh, <laughs> 9 a.m. this morning. Okay. Yep. Uh, and you know, it's a lot more complicated than you know than you think. Yep. Um, and a lot more, uh, a lot more intense. You know, so we should do a show on 1031. We probably should get you know. I I think. That's a good idea to have a tent because I'm going through one. I'm going through two right now, not yeah, personally. Got, yeah, but one's I've closed got on Friday, right? Guys yeah. buying 36 houses. We helped them sell an apartment. Yes, turning that into 36. But I mean, the pressure is on. It is. I you mean, definitely, and I'll tell you this: you definitely need. And I, I know we're going off of our scheduled mm-hmm. topic, but you no, definitely have got to have um, your your people in place to help you meet mm-hmm. the deadlines. There are deadlines with the 1031, um, and if you don't have people on your side that know exactly what you're trying to accomplish, it's going to be very difficult. We've, I do, man, I tell you what, I, we're getting to where we're doing two or three a quarter now mm-hmm. um, of, of people that are selling something and bringing it into the Memphis area. So, And we didn't used to have that. I mean, it's always been there, yeah. but we just have that near the, the activity in that, that realm. So anyway. It's but, a good thing for us. I mean, people confidence in our team to, to run it through us. That's but that sure. creates sellers – because of that drive of somebody's got to put that money to work. So yes. that's, that's like, again, well, that's a whole other topic, so we can move on. But, that's right. You know, point being is just, you know, you got to 10X it. you got to think through all these things we're going to talk about today yep. and look at the opportunity and say, all right, maybe this is worth it to go into doing it, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, convincing that seller, this is why you should sell because of such and such reason. So, yeah. anyway, I think... And then the last thing I'll say before we move into kind of some of the, the why people sell is that I look at it as kind of like dollar cost averaging with stocks. Mm-hmm. You know, think, um, do, you know, does your 401k people ever tell you, don't send your money this month? Mm-hmm. 
you know, don't don't uh, contribute this month. Yeah. No, you contribute, you contribute, you know. And I did that for my first, you know, fifteen years of manufacturing, and I'm very thankful I did. I never stopped. I just put my max, you know, every year, yep. and just let it roll. And so, yep. you know, but the worst part of it is you can, you know, you can lose thousands in one day just based on a tweet or you know something sure going can. on. But those are all emotional, and if you understand that. Be prepared for it. Be prepared for it. And, but th- those are all emotional changes in the market. So you really want to, you know, do some due diligence there. But sure. anyway, my point is you never stop. So same thing with real estate. You know, we're still buying. We're still selling. And it's just constant exchange. I had another guy ask me yesterday, is it is this the right time to buy? Should I wait for I years? get that all the time. You know what my response is? What is it now? It, it Well, I mean, it's it's kind of been the same. It it. If your end goal and your end game is to pay some of these off and to have these as residual income, as long as you hit the end goal, what's the difference if you paid five? You're not going to, you're not, what's the difference if you paid a little bit more for it? You're not going to look back at the end of your rope and you've paid off your uh, 20 houses, let's mm-hmm. say you got. You're not going to make that last payment and go, you know what? Back in 2018, I shouldn't have paid it 7000 more for that house than what I wanted to. You, you, knew, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If that's your end goal. Now, if you're, chasing a, if you're chasing a number every single month, then maybe, maybe not. But if your end game and your end goal is to pay the houses off and to be done with them, mm-hmm. you're never going to pay them off at the back end of it and go, you know what, I, I shouldn't have paid a, a couple extra thousand dollars for a house. You know, but, yeah, because I, I, I agree with you because I, I bought houses on a street that I paid 50, 50 plus for. Good solid brick, three bedroom, two bath, and then when the market crashed, I was paying thirty with Douglas. Yep. And my first reaction is like get ticked off at myself, and I was like, wait a second, they both go to zero. That's what I'm saying. They both cash flow. That's what I mean. Just this one cash flow is a little better right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so, don't don't look at it that way. Look at it like what's your end game, and even if you don't pay them off, like every month that you own a rental is that much closer to creating, you know, equity, equity money. and money that you create money that while you're sleeping, that's the whole, you know, whole premise behind this is like, it works while you're working or not working. So still buy it, right. Still make sure it yeah. cash flows, but you're, not don't, you're be, not, don't be crazy. Don't be. Yeah. No. But if your end game is to pay them off, I, I don't, I wouldn't get caught up in a few thousand dollars now. So we're talking today about why do people sell? Yep. One of the, one of the bigger reasons is it's house related. Mm-hmm. That there's something that has to do with the house. Yep. Um, I just was in one yesterday. In three one one nine. Okay, great area. And uh, you know, funky layout. I mean, that's one of the things we talked about. It's uh, you know, not uh, open space. Yep. Walls are pink and green, and yeah, you know, the outside is that orange brick, and <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and so one thing I realized going through this thing with this apartment in Midtown is like somebody could have stayed there and fixed it up to what they wanted. Yep. But. You know, you got to have you got two things going on there. You got somebody that says, "I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. I don't want to do this." Yep. Go back in debt to you know to create this upgraded house. Does that which, make sense? Which you thought of? I mean, like that was a thought process of yours, right? Yeah. Fix it up. What? You, yeah, you know, you ran through the the to your point. My apartment. I I did the same thing. I can get to the same point. He's going to the the buyer that wants to look at ours. I end up the same, but I'll go back in debt to do it. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'll go back in debt to do it. I'll create a much more valuable product, but I'll go back in debt. And I just don't know if that's what I want to do in this phase of my life. Does that make sense? So I'm making a decision based on that. So like on houses that we see, 
like that one example yesterday, like somebody else saw the value in coming in and putting $75,000 into that house, Yeah, you know, and then reselling it for a value add profit. So, you know, it could be the neighborhood change. That's another one, you know, like Mm -hmm. uh, good and bad, you know, like, uh, I don't get that one as much. It can happen. Yeah. Neighborhood changes are slower. Yep. You know, I think I I hear people talking about, you know, I'll give an example, like buying on Kansas or Florida, any of the state streets in Memphis, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. It's just got the stigma, but that area, I mean, God bless it, but it's not going to come back anytime soon. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 if at all. Yeah. I just don't know in our lifetime, in you know, 30, 40 years, will that come back and be a viable area? I just, the odds are against it because it's so far away. Now you're going to have gentrification, Lamar Avenue. We sold one. You're involved with it. Yeah. Guys, all in it, right? Yeah, Pay, paid us a good price. Well, you love that. <laughs> I don't. I still don't know if it's coming like you think it is, but it. But it but, it, but it's pushing out. It is pushing out. It is pushing out. Like Monroe, for example. I've owned that since '02. Yeah. All right. It's been a $400 apartment rental the whole street. I was probably the nicest one on the block. I've turned. I've actually turned into the worst. I mean, it's still nice, but it's yeah. it's the worst one when everything down the around needs eight hundred dollars. 750, 900. Yeah. They're selling condos on our street. They tore down an apartment. Like, so there is gentrification it and things can happen. can happen. But I mean, it's 17 years in the making. Yeah. So 16 years of same. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, the economy's great and things Boom. change. Boom, it goes on. So I get this one a lot. Made a mistake in what we thought we wanted. I get that a lot. Mm. They buy something and they think, hey, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. They get into it and they realize, no, this is not what I want. Meaning, you might buy a single-family property in 38127 because it penciled really good for you. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, man, this is exactly what I want. You get it and realize that's not necessarily what I want. Or you buy a multifamily property and realize it's going to take a little bit more to keep it up or it's going to you know, require you to be a little bit more hands-on than what you were looking for. I do get that, uh, you know, not all the time, but I get that occasionally of, Man, you know, this is not necessarily what I wanted. Sometimes the HOA eats people up on condos. Mm-hmm. Man, this is not what I wanted. You know, it's been vacant for three months, yet I've had to pay not only my mortgage, but I've had to pay a $150 HOA fee a month. You know, so you didn't, you might not have thought of that and considered that if it went vacant, uh, you know. That's why I like condos, by the way. Why is that? Because there's no HOA? No, because I do like them because do like other them. people don't because they're scared of the HOAs <laughs> and all that stuff. So You're a big a, zig when others are zagging. That's yeah, try. Sure. That's right. Um, but I agree with you. you. You get into it and you're like, ah, this just isn't what I wanted. So It's very easy to it, fall into that. Very easy. So vandalism. House yep. gets vandalized. We get that a ton. I've gotten it before. You know, over the years, just where you had a house and somebody jacked with it, stole the compressor yeah. uh, or condenser. The uh, bo- We had one, you know, in uh, 3 at 109, busted all the windows out. Yeah. You know, and so I told the owner last night, we're going to get it, you know, pricing and try to sell it yeah because he's like you know I'm, i need to move on so he just realizing that wasn't for him yeah it just wasn't for him he's gonna fix it and you know sell two of his houses and buy you know a nicer one sure so it's not what you know oh he would not he or i would not call it what he's done a mistake it's a learning he just didn't want it just to refines what you want and you realize wait a second i tried it i don't like it i'm moving on to something else so there's nothing wrong with that but that's but that creates opportunity for others. Sure. That's the whole point of this conversation today is just, you know, his, I mean, he's fixed it up, you know, everything's good, you know, so it could be fixed up a little bit more to, you know, another level. And, yeah. uh, um, 
man, I've got to get used to people coming by. <laughs> anyway. Um, Somebody just waved at you. I know. <laughs> Tenant turnover is another one with the house-related, you know, like yeah. uh, house, you know, a fire, flood, mold, all those scary things that happen. Sure. You know. Um, infestation. Infestation. We've had that. Fleas, roaches, you know, snakes, uh, squirrels. You know, again, a lot of these, you know, especially the the last ones, like with the vandalism, tenant turnover, house condemned, fire flow, all that. To me, those are more, you know, it drives on the emotions of the person. Right. And so it just wears them out to where, like, I'm done. You know, like, versus trudging through it. And, and now, don't get me wrong, there's definitely should look at selling when, you know, it's just not working. You That's know, right. Don't, I, I'd be the first to admit you can't will a property to prosperity. No, so you cannot. I've tried that. didn't work. And uh, we moved on. So. <laughs> moved on. So we're talking this morning about, what, you know, why do people sell? What are some of the reasons that they, you know, in this market that they think, hey, I, I got to get rid of this property. I got to mm-hmm. sell it. House related is something we just, we just spoke about. Uh, the next one's kind of financial reasons. Yep. Um, deferred maintenance. You know, life. We always talk about life happens, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, loss of job. You, you could need the equity for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the other financial reasons that you might sell? Your personal expenses are too much. Yeah. You took a gamble on your taxes, and all of a sudden you're two years behind. Yeah. That's a big one in this, in at least in Memphis, and I know across the country. Behind on what? Property taxes or personal taxes? Both. Maybe both, yeah. Both, but property taxes probably in this example where, you know, oh, I'll pay them, I'll pay them in three months from now. I mean, there's, if there's one thing that, that Douglas and I have done is, like, we made sure the taxes were paid on the – on or by, you know, postmarked by the date they're due, you know. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, foreclosure, you know, can happen. Um, houses underperforming. If they see foreclosure, yeah. Yeah, if they see foreclosure. Houses underperforming or losing money. I mean, that, again, I, I, I hope I hope you can eliminate a whole lot of this by buying it right, you know, mm-hmm. uh, meaning houses underperforming or losing money. I mean, um, you, you can hope, you, you, can, you can eliminate a whole lot of these if you do some of the the proper diligence work up front. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it can still sneak up yeah, on you yeah. and something can happen, but I do feel like um, from a financial standpoint, I mean, you can't help it if you lose your job. I mean, you just lost your job, but it, you know. Um, and again, some people are going to weather through that. Some people have lost their job and kept the rentals and that turned in their full-time job. Right. It's just some of this still boils down to emotions and, yep. you know, willpower and those kind of things. So, you know, but, to your point, how do you, you know, how do you market to some of this stuff? Like yeah. be, be on the lookout for people that, you know, a plant closing and try to figure out who's working there and, sure, and sure. find, you know, find those houses. Um, deferred maintenance is so easy, you know, just driving for dollars. We've heard that term so many, so many times, Yep. you know, um, uh, back taxes. You can, you can run reports through Chandler reports, our partners over there and yep. people like that, or you can find out who, who hadn't paid their taxes. Yep. And just start marketing the, you know, the studio. I know people guys. that do it. Yeah. Market directly to them. You know, people that uh, um, faced, you know, a death. We'll, we'll touch that on a different one. But, you know, just different things that happen. You can run reports and find through channel reports that, <laughs> you know, probate leads and those kind of things. So, I mean, that all that plays into this this conversation. That's right. All right, we'll take a real quick break. We're talking about why do people sell. Uh, we got into house-related issues, financial reasons. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about personal reasons, life cycle, and that sort of thing. So we'll be right back. 
have an idea for a podcast or a live talk show, call 901-800-7608 or email info at theoamnetwork.com today and pitch your show. All right, welcome back to the Rest Core Real Estate Hour. Uh, take a real quick break. Today we're talking about why do people sell um, in this market. There's many, 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 many different reasons. But first, I'm going to give you the investments of the week. Uh, it's a pretty decent part of our show here. I give out usually two to three investments of the week uh, every week. You can go to our show's website. Uh, not the show, but our brokerage's website. The Cre- oh, Man, I'm, I'm giving them the show <laughs> yeah. name. www.crestcorerealty.com. That is the website where you can check out all of... Uh, my listings that I have now, and then um, all of the investments of the week. So um, here, yeah, I think I'm off. All right. All right. Yeah, here we go. All right. Investments of the week, 3266 Dawn, 3266 Dawn, D-A-W-N Drive. It's three-bedroom, one-bath. This is in Frazier. It's occupied for 650 the zip code 38127. Um, seller is asking 50000 that's 3266 Dawn, three bedroom, one bath. Occupied at 650. Seller is asking 50,000. Uh, 39, number two here, 3990 Wales, 3990 Wales. Uh, I've got a couple that I own over here in this zip code. Uh, three bedroom, one bath, 38108 zip code. Occupied at 700. Seller is asking 54,900. Uh, number three here. 820 Restbrook, R-E-S-T-B-R-O-O-K Avenue, 820 Restbrook, three-bedroom, one-bath. It's occupied at 725 until September of 2020. Seller's asking 59900 820 Restbrook Avenue, three-bedroom, one-bath. This one's also in Fraser 38127, zip code. Uh, occupied at 725 until September of 2020, and the seller's asking 59900 if you guys have any questions about any of these that I reeled off today or any of our other listings, you can go to the show's um, website. You can go to the brokerage's website. I cannot get that straight. But the brokerage's website, crestcorerealty.com, www.crestcorerealty.com. Uh, before we went on break, we were talking about why do people sell in this market, um, you know, house-related issues, financial issues, um, kind of the next is personal, you know, personal issues. Why would you... Why would you sell? And, and a lot of this stuff, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not creating. In other words, we're not giving you any big secret today, right? Mm-mm. Like we're not, un, un, you know, unveiling this this huge no, it's thing. To, it's to get you to think, yes, a little differently, and, yeah, and get a little focused and right. come up with ideas on your own that yeah. can play off of the reasons we're telling people, you know, telling you why they sell. why they could sell. So yeah. personal reasons, you get a new job, you could transfer away. Uh, that actually happened to me. We've had somebody move out of the area. Um, Garner in that group. So mm-hmm. they, they, those guys moved out of the city. They had seven or eight properties, and he was like, "Man, I, if I'm moving out of here, we can't deal with it." So they sold them off. They got yeah. jobs in different cities. So that that does happen. Yeah. Um, connecting with family, uh, you know, too close, too far away. You might need a fresh start, a new challenge. Mm-hmm. Emotional stress. This you know, this can definitely apply. Some it's emotional the biggest, stress. It's probably the biggest one that that I see. The emotional part of like from their family standpoint. No, no, just um, just dealing with it all together. Just dealing with property all together. Same thing with flipping. Yeah, you know, people can't. The stress of dealing with subs and contractors and yeah, it ain't easy. You know, yeah. like, um, you know, that's one of the reasons that. I mean, we. I mean, I was 
talking to our construction manager yesterday. Like he, we're still just constantly in the, in the look for you know subs. Yeah. And if you don't understand that, that's just part of doing it. If you think you're just going to find you know two people to hitch on to and no, they're going to be there for the next thirty years, it's probably you know that's that's a good goal. But just expect you know expect something different than that. You know, just expect be 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 ready for it. You know, same thing with you know having a fire this year. I wouldn't I wouldn't plan on a fire. I didn't want a fire, but I got one. And you know, what are you going to do about it? You know, like and and, and I would think investors in your situation with your portfolio. I mean, you're gonna you should be prepared for something to happen mm-hmm. at some point to get some bad news. Yeah. Um, a lot of times they don't they don't like the responsibility. Um, you know, yeah, it, you yeah. think it's easy. Like I, I have had, I do run into that some where it's like, hey, let's just buy some houses and rent them, and then the check comes every single month, mm-hmm. and that's because I think what they believe in their mind is that they're going to move into a home like the one, or they're going to buy something like the one that they're living in. They're mm-hmm. thinking, man, I don't have any problems out of my house, you know, yeah. but the home you're going to buy is probably going to be fifty years old. It's gonna, you know, you're going to have some stuff that's going to come up with it. So the responsibility of it is a is basic, big you know, example. One, uh, you can't bang on these millennials though with Gil in here. Yeah, really. Be careful. <laughs> the uh, you know one thing I spend a lot of time on when, when especially newer investors, is like, is your spouse on the same page? You know, yeah. We just went through one to help somebody sell, and just the spouses weren't on the same page. You know, like they did not clearly understand a lot of what we're talking about now. Yeah. And they were just. I mean, they had to. Sell. I mean, they just because you know one in their mind, in, their marriage was, was just going to keep going. Yeah, one was in, one was out. Like yeah. it just was too stressful. Didn't didn't want the risk, didn't like it, you know, didn't like the debt. I mean, whatever the reasons are, you know, you got to have those conversations on the front end, yeah. and that creates personal reasons on the back end why they have to sell, you know. And so, um, again, another reason why sales come up, you know, we've had several that recently like that, and and yep. if it weren't for one spouse, the other one would still have this property. Yeah, you know, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the property; it just means they weren't aligned going into it. You know, sure. So, um, you know, I think you hit on the millennials. I mean, you know, uh, don't like yards, want to be able to walk. I mean, we had somebody in our neighborhood sell because they did not want a yard. And yep. they were, these are people that probably your age, a little bit younger. Yeah. You know, you're a little younger than me. I'm 28. Yeah, you're 20, 28 plus 20. <laughs> 12. Yeah. Plus 12. Easy, uh, man. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> um, that they wanted to be able to walk everywhere. Yeah. And so they wanted to move to a house and kind of have that. I don't know. New York's the right word, but that feel where they could go up to the a local restaurant, they go to the you know the gas station or the and walk everywhere. walk it you know. Yeah. And it's possible in Memphis. It's just kind of weird because not. I think it, the only place out of downtown in Cooper Young is really the only area where I feel like, hey, there's enough going on entertainment mm-hmm. wise for you to live and walk everywhere you want to go. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean you could I mean park in Menon Hall, you know it's not. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's you a can, little bit more of a stretch, but that's a can over there. You can, but it's like it's busy and you gotta yeah. be careful. But you know, that that's what they wanted. So um You could live in this building we're in right now, I think, right? Could you live in here? Yeah. You could be self contained, never leave this building. Or grocery out, store. Grocery here, store, right? all that. I mean, so this has attracted a ton of people. Yeah. I mean, I think they're sold out. I mean, I think it's everything's rented. Is everything rented, Gil, in here? Yeah. Yeah. So it fits so somebody, I guarantee it's some people I mean they're one of the guys that helped, you know, create Crosstown, he sold his house and he's moved in here. Yeah. Because he wanted to be in a, you know. A community. A community. Within itself. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, what, don't want to be tired of being a landlord, don't want to be a landlord. Some people just, I mean, once they're landlord, they're just like. They don't like it. They don't like it. 
you know, just that stress of, uh, you know, who was I was talking to yesterday? We we're talking about that. Like just our job, which is, it's, it's adversarial. Yeah. You know, for, for the 20%, you know, I hear, you hear me talk about the Pareto principle all the time, the 80-20 rule. Oh, yeah. You know, 80% of our work is 20% of our portfolio. And so that 20%, 80% you never hear from. You know, if you do, it's just, you know, simple maintenance. You go fix it and you're happy. They pay the rent on time. All All's good. But the 20%, that's, you know, that's that's where we spend all our time, you know, posting notices for eviction, going to court, right? all those different things. And that that can wear on somebody. And so yeah. that would be a reason why. So, like, you know, I think uh, uh, marketing is to owners that have got just had evictions, yep. you know, or have a vacancy. You know, those, those are all different those ways. Those are pain points after. that yeah. go after uh, those 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 people that are potentially and, wanting to sell. And you're, I don't consider that taking advantage of somebody either. I consider that you know, a lot, you're giving people, them an option, giving when, them an option whether they take it or not is yeah, up to that's, them. That's right. Um, but, but you're definitely giving someone an out in situations like that. So we're talking about personal reasons today about why people might sell. You know, I, I thought this was funny going to prison. Yeah, you must have, that must have been on your mind with somebody. I th- well, I think didn't Spencer sell? Didn't he go to like some prison and sign somebody up? Yeah, there years was ago? A, there was a wholesaler friend of ours that uh, had to go to a. I don't know if it was an actual state pen or if it was just a jail, but the guy owned it and was wanting yeah, to sell can't it. Do anything with person, it, but he can't do anything with it. So yeah, he did go. He's, he sold he it at the prison. Got him signed the papers. It's and definite notarized. dedication on on the part of uh, of our buddy Spencer. So yeah, he you know, sure the, did. The 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 next two drugs and being disabled. You know, like. That's the four D's, drugs, disability, divorce, um, death. death. Those four D's come in a ton when we talk about real estate. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, we were just talking about before the show, when somebody Gil knows that, you know, has a drug problem and things spiral out of control. Yeah. You know, and something got a hold of them for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe an incident in life or dealing with something in the past, whatever that is, they got on something and then they yeah. got to sell because it's crumbling, you know. This them. is why we always tell you to plan for life. I mean, everyone's goal when they come to us is that I want to build a portfolio of a hundred houses and I, and I'm going to be in this for 35 years. And that's great. Like, right. I think that's awesome. I wish I would have started at 20. I talked to a kid who was young. He was 23. He wanted to start, man. I wish I'd have started then. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had no, no idea, you know, when I was 23 to, to, to take this. And, and tell us what you were doing at 23. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. 23. I just got my real estate license, actually. Beginning uh, to calm yeah. down, I think. Oh, okay. right uh, okay. I was 22. We'll go back to 22. <laughs> one year before that. <laughs> go back it up a little more than that. But uh, yeah, but still. You know, disabled is another one. You know, yeah. I think uh, life happens. We get old. We, you know, we, yeah. and things happen where you just, you can't get in that house anymore. You can't go up and down stairs. You can't, you know, I mean, my parents bought a house, bought a townhouse, mm-hmm. real high stairs. They're getting older, like, and we're tired of climbing the stairs, you know, like they're not disabled yet, but like, it's just not fun. You know, like that's not what they want to be doing to go up and down to the room. No. They just want on one level and that's what they did. So they went and sold and, Oh really? And this is in the middle of this market, you know, and think about that. Like you're selling something at the peak to buy something else at the peak. Cause they're, they're not going to go and they're not, you know, set up to rehab and fix up sure. a value add. So like they just, there was a desire there for something different. And, you know, and we all have, you know, uh, I guess that's one thing, you know, we all have desires. We all have where we want to go, who we want to be. Things change Yeah. of, you know, oh, wow, I tried that, you know, that's, and then you move to a different direction. Does that make sense? Yep. Like, you know, you, you just, 
And you, you talked, you hit on that with about the house. I mean, when we were talking about houses, but that you could just get tired of something. Yep. And just realize that's not who you are, and that's not what you want to do. Because so. life does change. I mean, like yeah. it, it just your perspective from a ten year stretch is going to be mm-hmm. completely, completely different. So yeah, just and I always encourage when we're going through this to buy it right. I mean, just. If you buy right and stay with that, you'll have an exit strategy. You'll have ways to get out of mm-hmm. it if you do it the right way. Um, and we've actually had a buy it right show, I believe, that's on our mm-hmm. on our list. So you can go back and take a listen to that. So, um, what about another one? I just thought about is just you have, you create different interests, different hobbies, different desires. As far as like, you know, um, uh, you know, our guy in Arkansas. I was just about to say it. Yes, I knew. We were, yeah. I went from two to thirty-six houses with the guy. Yep. He decided he wanted to get into commercial real estate, and we zapped him all the way down to nothing. So he does not own another a, a single-family rental any longer. He's he's taken that money now. He made a he made some good money, mm-hmm. um, but he he took that over to uh, Northwest Arkansas in Benton and has started to do some commercial, commercial. real estate. Yep. Yeah, and so things are going great here. Yeah, and just he'd moved and found yeah. some opportunities in commercial, so he needed the money. Yeah. And that's what's interesting about this. Like, there was no reason for him to sell. None whatsoever. Cash yeah. flowing. Cash flowing. 100% occupied. He'd done the right rehabs. Yep. You know, done everything like he should. Yep. Didn't, didn't chintz on what he was doing. And no. just, you know. Change his mind. Change his mind. Yeah. You know, he, literally, like, he literally, there was nothing wrong with his portfolio. And that's why we sold him in about three months. We got rid of every rid, mm-hmm. uh, rid of every one of his in about 90 days. They were yeah, they moved fast. Yeah, so. they, they got out of there. So that's good. This stuff does happen. Um, we kind of mentioned this, but life, life happens. Retirement, yep. emptiness, you know, change of relationships. Most common, like you said, is divorce. I mean, like you get a divorce, like how are you going to sort all that stuff out? I mean, the ten thirty one you're dealing with closing Friday. The guy just, I think he had a stroke, and he'd been managing himself for all these years. Him and, built and his up daughter, nice, yeah, mm-hmm. built a nice portfolio. And he's like, I mean, I talked to that guy months ago, and I mean, he's just tired. He's just like, I, you know. I'm just, I'm just going to just enjoy what I'm doing. I don't want to be collecting rent and yeah. working on this stuff. And uh, Solid portfolio, though. Man, you know, I wish I had the money. I'm yeah, telling really. you, it's a really good, really good package of homes. You know, empty nest, you know, so that you want to go do certain different stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, change the relationship, divorce. I mean, that's probably the biggest one we see. Divorce. I mean, I, mean, I was talking to um, Steve Woodyard, our friend that does a lot of multifamily. I met him at one of our apartments this week. And yeah. it was the very first apartment he sold back in eighty. I'm going to age him wrong, 83 or 85. Yep. And uh, the guy, I, we ended up with it because this guy built up a portfolio, but then divorce happened, and they could never figure out how to separate sp- Separate it. up. So they had to sell it to get the equity and, you know, move on. to. <laughs> but, I mean, he built up hundreds of units, and all of a sudden went from hundreds to nothing. To nothing. And it was all because, you know, they, they could not agree on, who would take what? Who would take what and next steps and all that stuff. So, I mean, it can get, you know, yeah, so get lawyers know, involved. Your death of a spouse. I do. I, I've done with that a ton over the years where, you know, somebody just, the husband took care of things or the wife took care of things and yeah. one of the other dies and like, they're, they're like, that wasn't my passion. Yeah. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to ever be involved with these. I did like the money coming in. Yeah. But the hassle or in their minds, the hassle of having to go through yeah. it and manage um, you know, just, just didn't worth it. And that's where, you know, um, and same thing, I guess we'll kind of cover inherited a house, yep. you know, they don't want it, can't afford it, don't like it, you know, don't want to take care of it. You know, both those are kind of in that probate, you know, you can go to get leads for pro- probate and go, yep. um, uh, chase after those. I mean, we know a lot of people that mail to those guys, you know, 
people from probate. And for those that don't understand probate, like, and I don't really understand it totally, but when somebody, you know, passes away, yep. your, your estate kind of goes in probate. Somebody has to make sure that it's divvied up, divvied up and, and the will is followed and, you know, you're following the letter of the law so that, that nothing can come back and yeah. bite you. And then you're, you're taking care of taxes, right. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And again, I'm, that might be a good, that might be a good show as well. Just a deep dive into probate and what all that means. Yeah. But, um, along with 1031, but yeah, I'm going to or jot that down. Yeah. 1031 is going to be a good one. We're yeah. always searching for good topics. And yeah. By the way, if you're listening to this and you do want to hear, you know, you got a topic that you want us to discuss and talk about, be sure and, you know, email in or, or uh, comment on, on one of our uh, platforms, YouTube mm-hmm. or the Facebook uh, page and, and let us know. We'll be happy to talk about it. I, you got a few notes here about this exercise. It does make you realize a, a couple of things. Um, as we're you know wrapping up, up here, yeah. um, there's always going to be opportunities. Mm-hmm. Whether whether it's a better opportunity now or later, or it was a better opportunity prior, there's always going to be an opportunity. You're always going to face and, and be if you're active, I should say, you're always going to run into a situation of what we talked about today: the life cycles, financial reasons, personal mm-hmm. reasons. You know, the house is related. It, it, there's something wrong with it. You're always going to have issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. You're always going to have an opportunity. If you're looking hard enough and you're looking in the right areas, you're always mm-hmm. going to have an opportunity to buy something else. What else did you kind of realize coming, you know, coming out of this? You know, I think, I mean, just the reasons that people sell are endless. Yeah. And the more you can probably keep that in front of you, I think the more that you can think about how to create opportunities. It helps to understand. Yeah, I mean, just. When you're negotiating, when you're talking you know, to somebody, it helps to understand that, hey, there's, there's something that could be going on with them. You know, understanding it will help you get that deal done. And I think, which leads me to my next thought, was just, you know, you've got to find, for lack of better words, that pain point. Yep. You know, what is it that, that this person is going through or has been through or about to go through or what's the pain point of this property? Yep. What's the pain point of the emotion? What, what is it that's causing them? And see how you can help them, you know, solve that. And I think... You know, I was just, it was fun. I met with a banker um, right before here, right in the cross town. And uh, they've been around since 1935, yeah. a bank in Mississippi. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, it was just interesting, just built on relationships and doing the right thing. And I, that's what I think, even with all of this, I would just encourage our listeners, like, do the right thing. Like, yeah. do, do right by people. Do, you know, don't, don't be the, the vulture, you know, like, make it where you can make some money. Yeah. You know, I'm going through one right now, uh, a mentor of mine that's, you know, just, you know, um, having issues, health issues. And, you know, he's got houses here and, and uh, I'm trying to, and you know, trying to help him as best I can while still having some value add opportunity for us yep. because there's a ton of work, you know, so, you know, it's a bunch of houses yeah. and we can't just, you know, we're not a charity and we can't do things for, you know, for free, but nope. I definitely keep his well-being in mind as I'm going through this and trying to make sure I articulate where I'm coming from. And I even sent the sheet and said, please tell me if any of these numbers, like that you challenge them to say like, I'm Dan, you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to be transparent. I mean, like here's, here's, here's where we're coming from. Here's how we came up with what we need to pay for these properties. Mm -hmm. How can we work together to make it, you know, either reduce this cost or, you know, help you in in whatever that way is. So I think that, uh, you know, and I guess, <clears throat> and I think back through, you know, all the things that we've been through and we've just made decisions along the way to keep, you know, yeah. we've been through meth houses, we've been through fires, we've been through, uh, 
decomposed bodies. We've been through trees through the house. We've been through storms. We've been through floods. Um, yeah. You know, keep going. <laughs> no, but those those have all been, you know, fixable. We've gone through them. You know, where we kind of draw the line in the sand is like, you know, repeated years of uh, unprofitable yep. returns. It's time to sell. That's right. And let somebody else take a, take a stab at it. I believe in doing that whether you have one or 1,000 houses. Oh, you should, you mean, should I, always be doing it. Yeah. If it's if it's underperforming and it does it for a couple of years, just go ahead and move. I, I think that's where people get hung up. Like, I'm going to buy this one house. I mean, there's one guy that's just wearing us out with emails, worrying about every single thing that he can think of. Yeah. And I'm like, I can just see it now. This, oh, he's this willing and wanting He's willing and want up. it to not work. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's thinking through... You know, every scenario that's, you know, and there's a difference between thinking that and say, all right, here's what I'm going to do to make sure either I'm mentally ready or, but it, it just leads to, to like this downward spiral, like <laughs> the what is, what is, what, 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 you know, you can't live in the what ifs. You got to live in the present. Right. You got to attack it now, live day, you know, uh, live day by day. You yeah. can't just, uh, you can't worry about what, you know, that's why you have insurance. That's yeah. why you try to buy it right. You know, that's why you know, try to partner with, you know, good agents like yourself or who, whoever is out there that, uh, that, that can coach you on, you yeah. know, and that's why we do this show, quite frankly. I mean, that's one I of the I tell biggest... people that all the time. This isn't an hour long broadcast of how great of a real estate agent I am or how great of a company Crestwood is. Although you are. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's, it's, we don't, we don't, I don't dive into a ton of that. I'd, I'll get into that with you if you want to call and talk about, you know, what, what we do and how we do it off the air and, and, you know, we, we can make, you know, contact later, but we try to come on the show. That's how I started it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get come on, talk about investing in Memphis, talk about what is a good idea, what's not a good product, a bad one. Just give you an opinion based off of uh, seventeen or so years of experience in the real estate business here in Memphis, specifically. I have, you know, it's it's been all here. Mm. Um, so I wanted to get on and talk about that. I think if you'll go and you look at our YouTube channel, if you go and you look at the Facebook um, um, page. You can look at the titles of these shows, and I believe there's two, maybe three out of about 80 or 90 where we talk about why hire Crestcore, why work with us, mm. uh, you know, versus all the rest of them are. Versus 100 others. Versus yeah. 100 others of how we're just trying to help you to be an investor, whether you contact us or deal with us or you don't. Well, I think we've just been blessed with all that we've been able to do, and I think that that we just want to help others succeed. Yeah. You know, like that's really one of our purposes in Doing yeah. this, like, and we hope everybody sees it that way. I mean, that's the idea yeah. and, the, and the intent is that we're we're literally, um, you know, we give you our contact info in case you want to use it. But we're going to, yeah. you know, continue to be here and and uh, and help you be a bigger and better investor. So, uh, you know, and with that, just if there's certain things that people want to hear, or want us to talk about to help them get over the ledge or yeah. get over a hump, we can dedicate a segment on yeah. on that. So just email me at dan at six amcc dot com. Okay. Number six. Uh, or go to our Facebook page and put a comment there. We'll capture it. Contact but you there. We'd love to just, you know, help others succeed. So whatever that takes, you know, if you're really, you know, you're new to wholesaling, you're trying to figure out how to find buyers, we can talk about that. I mean, Connect whatever you with the right people. Yeah, whatever whatever can help, uh, help others. Because I think, and what we've realized over the years, there's so much business out there. Yep. Now, we just talked about houses today. Yep. But there's so much business around real estate that, you know, you you could never, you could spend your lifetime trying to capture it all of it. You and won't. so, you know, if you if you have that mentality of you know, holding back, not helping others, being very transactional, 
you're not gonna make it in this business. You're gonna limit yourself on the knowledge that you've got and that what people. You're gonna hit ceiling because because yeah, you're gonna you know we we did a whole segment on giver versus taker and yeah they're gonna figure and, you out quick yeah. guys thanks for listening today Um, we are going to be back here next Wednesday at 11 o'clock you can reach me at dean at crestcore.com or go to the show's website man I keep saying that to the show's uh, Facebook page (laughs) or the YouTube channel and you can go to our brokerage website www.crestcorerealty.com thank you guys for listening we'll be back next week uh, at 11 thanks Have an idea for a podcast or a live talk show? Call 901-800-7608 or email info at theoamnetwork.com today and pitch your show. The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. Theoamnetwork.com. Power to the podcast.